We should be going live right about now. I am checking YouTube. Uh, and uh, guys, you want to kind of check LinkedIn just to make sure that we're good to go there too. Um, but we are live. This is No Law from Left Behind. Hi, everyone. I'm Jim Gast. And uh, with me today, Dave Myers and Vinny Delval. Guys, how's it going? Good. You? I'm doing great. Thanks. I'm having a Had a great day. holiday. Having a rough day today. Uh, you know what, everyone, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm kind of, I got an off day going, but I'm doing the best I can. Um, uh, we, we laid the rest of my mom yesterday and it, it's been difficult. Uh, but Vinny and Dave were there and kind enough to take some pictures. Uh, Vinny, are you wanting to share one of those pictures? It was embarrassing. Okay. Okay. You're, you're, you're twisting my arm. So I, you know, and you well, put yourself out there. proud of my youth, Vinny, you know? Yeah. It uh, so, so I got when, when you do we've been, and stuff like that for a loved one, especially you know parents. Usually, you're going to be in all the pictures somewhere, you know, growing up and stuff. And Vinny's got uh, he was one he was kind enough to snap yesterday. I think uh, and let's see, can we see it well here? Kind of sideways, maybe or something like that. Yeah. You can kind of get the hair. You can get the hair hat there. Hold it still. Hold it still. Hold on, I'll pick. Oh, this one showed better earlier. Dude, that was my sweatsuit hair hat days. You know? There you uh, go. Um, Sideways. Did it show? Uh, it's not showing. That's all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you can get it. I had um, a lot of hair. All you, all you see is the hair outline. <laughs> you know, I had a lot of You um, do. It's all you see. The other one here. Isn't that pretty much the style that you were going for there? The there, other one here is right I was not military, I might add. I was not military in that picture. He's trying to be all tough here on this one. Oh, not trying, man. I was tough on the west side, dude. <laughs> so that was anyway, the trick. So uh, God rest my mom, you know, and uh, and so we're going to move on today. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, had to, I had to smile back then. I was beating the girls off with baseball bats back then. Yeah. I, rid of them. I had to fight them back hard. It was funny. No. And then you woke up. That was definitely not the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any too many people trying to copy the hair either. Yeah. So don't let my son see that because he needs a haircut. <laughs> and I'm I was going to say, your son pretty much looked like that yesterday. Uh-huh. One, of, one of them did, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Well, listen, guys, this is No Law From Left Behind. And uh, thanks for joining us. Sorry we're being silly. Um, but we're going to get down to business and we're going to talk about uh, – unboxing Mimecast and what that is today. But before we get started on that, uh, the reason we're here at No Law Firm Left Behind is to uh, is to help law firms uh, stay more competitive, right? Uh, be competitive and, uh, and, and keep their staff and attorneys as productive as possible, especially during COVID and get clients calling, give you tips and tricks to then techniques on how to get your clients to call. Excuse me. So with that, and- um, you know, Vinny, we're going to talk about un- uh, unboxing Mimecast. And Dave, you know, I'd like your input, Dave. Where do you think Mimecast, from an email security perspective, and, and we'll talk about the details of what it does, but where do you think Mimecast fits into the three pillars, Dave? I mean, I, it, it, in my opinion, it's a productivity thing because mm-hmm. it keeps it keeps us from having major issues that can cause massive productivity delays. I mean, mm-hmm. let's face it, emails, one of those trajectories where bad actors gain access to your network. And yep. so anytime we can decrease the instances of that, it's, it's good. Um, there's also the fact that, and 
I hesitate to say it this way, but it gets rid of some of the stumbling blocks for your users on a day-to-day basis. All right. Yeah. yeah. And what I mean by that is there's sometimes an additional level of security can increase uh, the speed with which, with which someone can work. Does that make sense? Well, I think what you're, if I can, if, if you don't mind, if I kind of paraphrase what you're yeah. saying, it helps them so they don't have to be as afraid and on guard as much. Exactly. But at the same time, the reason I hesitate to say that is I don't want I anyone to sit there and think, oh, well, we have something like sure. that. I don't have to think before I click. That's no. not yeah. an accurate no. thing. But, right. you know, yeah. it, 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 I, it does streamline certain processes. It keeps some of the junk out of their face in the first place. Vigilance is the key. Always be on guard. No question about it. But if we can stop it before it gets to you, that just means that you have to deal one with it. Less, one last chance for you to accidentally click on it. It's also one, le- you know, if Mindcast can filter something out from the beginning, it's one less decision you even have to bother making. Yeah. It's not about lowering you- your vigilance. It's a I- distraction. I think one of the other pillars it, it hits as well, and we'll touch about this in, in when, when we start talking about the product itself, is uh, competitiveness. Um, you know, we have the capability with Mindcast to send large files. Uh, we have the capability to send encrypted emails easily to clients. And so um, with that functionality, um, I, I think that gives you a little bit of a competitive edge versus having to send a document out or use an outside service or as such. Yeah, yeah, it's actually pretty easy to do. But before we dive into those features, can I want to ask Dave if Dave again, you know, this is Vinny's show, but I want to give us a chance to kind of kind of talk before Vinny takes the show, right? Sure. Would you from a high level, Dave, give the architecture how Mimecast works with Outlook, Microsoft 365, and, and so on and so forth, kind of give the flow of that? So basically, here's what happens. You've got, let's start with the core of the Office 365 email system. And it's got certain protections in place out of the box. And there's other things that you can always turn on. But you know, there's a certain level of anti-malware and whatnot that's that's turned on for the base email system. Mimecast sits, um, I, I would like to say, between your email system and the rest of the world. Okay, and so what happens is it's another layer on top of the Office 365 system. And so all email as it's coming in goes through Mimecast. And once Mimecast says, okay, then it drops it into Office 365. You also set it up so that when you send an email out, it goes to Mimecast. And as long as it's okay, then it goes out to the rest of the world. Right. right. So, so it really it's in and out about security, right? Say it can be inbound and outbound security, right? Correct. Yeah, which a lot of people don't think about the outbound security mm-hmm. as much as they should. So, yep. so Vinny, I, I don't uh, mind if I try to try to ask a question that might might get us ahead of the game. Um, and if you don't want to answer it, you say, you know, I'm going to cover that. Say so. Microsoft, we did Microsoft Advanced Threat Protection, okay, uh-huh. uh, a few weeks ago, right? Maybe a month ago or something like that. We talked about it. Is can I ask? You know, do you want to differentiate Mimecast and Microsoft uh, ATP right now, or do you want to come back to it? 
I think as we go along, um, we will uh, talk about some of the differences between. Um, but I mean, one of the big differences is that uh, the uh, the Mimecast system is outside of the Microsoft 365 yeah. system itself. So that gives you uh, some of the features that Mimecast offers, like continuity. You know, if the Microsoft 365 system were compromised or um, if it were down, you know, last year um, they experienced multiple outages right and they were, were you know for pretty good periods of time and so um uh the uh my mimecast system because it's outside of the microsoft 65 system it offers those advantages um but we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it i mean obviously um their focus primarily their only focus is email secure web web security Right as well, right, uh, um, and uh, not that Microsoft doesn't focus on that. They have a lot of great products uh, for that, um, but Mimes just takes it to to the next level, um, and uh, and we'll talk about some of those differences on how why they're different uh, from the Microsoft solution um, as we go along. Okay, cool. So you ready? You you got a just screen share PowerPoint. What do you want to do? Yeah, it, it is a screen share. I have my screen shared. I'm gonna go through just a quick. Uh, thing on the on the PowerPoint side, um, just to talk a little bit about the technology itself, and then uh, compare a little bit to the Microsoft side, and also then I want to get actually to show some of the some of the great functionality uh, from an admin perspective that that, that uh, this tool gives you. Go for it, brother! All right, am I shared? Yep, there you I am. Are. All right. Okay, so uh, Mimecast email security, um, the, the great, the, their big selling point or their big thing is that uh, they, they uh, manage your mail at the perimeter. Um, they protect your mail uh, inside your organization, and they protect your mail beyond the organization as well. Um, and so, uh, some of the, we'll talk about those three areas. How, how do we do it at the perimeter? How do we do it inside the organization and how do we do it beyond, um, as well? Will you, will you go a little bit bigger on that? Just, uh, just for us. Um, yeah, it just goes magnify down to the bottom. There you go. There you go. Appreciate uh, it. Yeah. All right. Looks good. That looks good. Yep, looks good. So I need to. Oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> Threw you off your game. Didn't mean to do that. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Let me let me uh, close that a little bit there. Oh. So let's talk first about uh, at the perimeter um, uh, for for the email. Um, one of the things yeah, that. Let me, you know, some of, some of the people that watch the show are novices. So real quick, perimeter basically means everything outside of your network. Okay. Yep. Everything outside of your network. Now, after the internet side of your firewall. Well, before, the, in this case, in particular, um, we're talking about email. So this is uh, out right outside of your email server, mm. right? Right outside of your email services. So this sits outside of your email services and you know the 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 uh, this email security that it's doing is um is pretty it, it's also a multi-layer so they have the multi-layers on the where it monitors but also inside each one of those areas like at the perimeter there are also multiple layers of things that that it's doing in order to uh 
to detect threats, to detect spam, um, and to detect uh, attacks against your organization, right? So uh, within the perimeter side, you can see that the one of the first things that it does is it's core detection. And there it's using, um, Mimecast has its own labs where it's uh, categorizing things and and uh, blocking things and, and, and labeling things and tagging things, building its own list, right, uh, in order to detect what is malicious and they have their, a lot of proprietary technology that, that helps to do that but they also uh have partnered with third parties um uh, so they're not doing this on their own um and that's one of the big differences uh between uh their the mimecast product and the microsoft product is um you know they they have uh, licensed software that they use uh in addition to their own so that they have that multi-layer approach in that core detection uh, piece. And then in addition to that, um, and Microsoft does this piece as well, is, you know, customers themselves can report threats so that they can be added to to the detection side of things as well. All right. And you're going to hear my kids in the background. I'm working from home today. Um, work from anywhere, man. That's where it goes. They ain't working from anywhere. So, um, but, uh, you know, one of the other things that it does is uh, the machine learning side um, some enhanced filtering that you can put in place. Um, and you can see that uh, in, in their chart here that that first layer itself can detect and, and has rejected uh, 1.1 billion messages. Um, and, uh, it, you know, over the, over the course of, the, of, that, of that year. Um, and then as you go down, you can see that the stuff that gets to the core detection gets caught by the enhanced filtering. And then there's another layer um, that, that, that catches more. Um, so you can see a good percentage of uh, email that is, that is a threat or that is spam gets caught. Um, and it really, to, to keep your firm productive, um, you know, it, it takes away um, all that stuff that they have to go through and, and weed through. Is this legit? Is this not legit? Okay. You know, I'm going to add this, Vinny. I don't know. I, you're probably, I don't, I don't expect that you would say much about it, but even after those come through, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so suppose you have good, it's all good email, right? It's not, it's not a, a, a malicious email. I'm not worried about spam or newsletters and stuff like that. You know, you still have the focused inbox or the junk mail folder in Outlook that's also doing another job, right? Yeah, and and that's the that's through the Microsoft uh, systems. Right. I mean that that that's an Outlook feature right. um, and, and tied tied to the Exchange rules and such. But it definitely doesn't negate um, that. Is the point? Correct. No, this works outside of that. In addition to that, correct. Yep. Right. Um, and some of the things that it's looking for um, are, for example, the, the attachment protection. Um, again, um, this feature uh, within uh, Mimecast has a multi-layered approach and, and the way it inspects things. Um, it goes through several filters and several tests before um, it actually delivers the attachment um, uh, to to the end user, so that uh, again, it's using they're they're licensing a lot of products, so they're not relying completely on themselves on them catching everything. Although they have they do have a lot of good proprietary filters, um, but uh, but they're you know partnered with some great organizations out there um, that are also 
um, helping to filter this. So, you know, again, the big one of the biggest to me advantages of the uh, Mimecast product versus the ATP product is the multi-layer approach that they have. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if it gets past one, the other one may, you know, it's it's very possible that the next layer will catch it. And it, it explodes documents actually or files mm-hmm. to, to check them in the in this environment many times. Yes. Yeah, and that's similar to to Microsoft, where um, inside of a sandbox, inside of a test environment, um, the the uh, you can do safe attachments in in Microsoft uh, and, and the ATP product, mm-hmm. um, and uh, similar uh, on the uh, Mimecast side, uh, that that file gets checked uh, yeah. before and, and, it gets delivered. This is an automated automated function you can turn on or off. Correct. Uh, Correct. And there's nothing like you don't have to set up that lab and that test environment. It's already it already does it all. It's really mm-hmm. just a matter of I'm, I'm simplifying it, but just clicking a checkbox almost. Yeah, well, it's part of their tool. It's yeah. part of their tool set and it's it's included in their products um, as far as uh, the email security piece. Yes. And the reason I'm bringing these points up is is obviously the audience is kind of diverse. We might have some highly technical people, but Mm -hmm. we might have some attorneys or or CEOs of companies that are just kind of, you know, I don't want a whole lot of work, right? Okay, well, we're not creating more work. This doesn't create more work. You know, one of the details on this that you can configure on on the attachment, for example, is it can create safe files. Um, Basically, it's taking uh, the file that comes in and uh, stripping everything out of it that that could potentially be an issue and and deliver just a a blank file or not a blank file but just a basic either a pdf file um or or any, any type of office file as well um so it's it's a nice feature it's that is not turned on by, by default that's something that you would have to turn on but it's one of those things where you can have an extra layer of protection um in in the files that come in so you can be extra careful on on what gets delivered to the end, end user at that point. Okay. Um, just like uh, the Microsoft ATP, they also offer the URL protection. Um, uh, the it goes a little bit further than the Microsoft ATP side. Um, uh, the the URL protection is when there's a link included either in a document or in the uh, in the email itself, uh, it will always, it discovers also your uh, Teams chats, anything on the Microsoft product side. Um, the uh, When you click on those links, um, it's doing multiple checks on that URL to ensure that that, that, that link is safe. You know, one of the, one of the tactics that uh, spammers use or even hackers use is they spin up a new domain. They constantly have to be on the move because they're, you know, people become aware of it and that domain basically becomes uh, useless to them because you can easily block a domain. So one of the checks that it does, for example, is that it checks to see how, how long ago was that domain uh, purchased and, and, and brought live. Right, so that uh, it that plays into the factor or into the algorithm of should this email be blocked, should this be considered suspicious or not, right? Um, it's looking at th- uh, third-party domain lists. Um, you can create your own uh, lists internally as well of things to block and not to block. Um, it will actually occasionally test your users to say, hey, 
you clicked on this link. Do you think this is a safe link or not? And it, uh, and if it is, it'll let and you know say good job, and and it'll let you through. And if it's not, it 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 will tell you why it was not. You know, and so it's a little bit of training, uh, which that's you know those, some of those things are go beyond what Microsoft ATP does, yeah. um, but it, you know, as as users click on links as well, it tracks that information to make sure uh, that uh, you're you're looking at that uh, as an administrator and saying, okay, where where are our weak points? Where do we need to focus our training um, as you look at those reports as well? You know, something that yeah. many people know about Mimecast and uh, it, look, it's security. So security is not fun. It can be an annoyance sometimes. Let's, let's mm-hmm. face it. Um, a user clicks on a link and, uh, and it was a bad link and it stops them. Well, guess what? Uh, how many more times are we going to allow that user to just click on a link that's bad? So what it does is, is it keeps an algorithm, keeps track of how many times it's good or bad clicks. And if you're doing bad clicks, you're going to get prompted more often to if you think this is a bad link or not. Now, fortunately, that only lasts for like a week or so. And that algorithm kind of recycles itself. Mm-hmm. But um, but if you're doing bad links, you know, it's going to ask you more times. Do you think this is legitimate? Like, do you think this is a legitimate link? You know, the other thing and- I like about this URL detection, Vinny, is that um, if you forward that email, the URL detection stays with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if I forward it to somebody in my organization, they, they click it and you know, it's that, that URL is now still the same URL and I, it gets logged, right. It gets checked. But if I send it outside the organization, it's checked also to somebody that's outside of my organization. Yep. Um, you know, and, and it checks that link. And every time you click, if I open that email six times and I click on that link six times, it's going to check it every single time. And the reason for that is, you know, a, 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 a website may have no issues one day, but then they get hacked and the next day they may have issues. And because this tool does a, a deep inspection of the of the page contents, right? It's not just checking the link against the list saying, is it good or bad? Um, it's not checking just the, you know, when the domain was purchased and, and spun up. Uh, it, you know, it's not checking reputation lists only. It's actually doing an analysis of the website every single time to make sure that it's safe um, to click on. So again, an extra layer of protection um, that you have every single time you click on that link. Yep. That's a great feature. It's almost a necessity. If you, I mean, some people will get annoyed by it. I'm telling you, I, I, it, I it, it, so in, in full disclosure, it actually takes the website that you click on an extra 10 seconds or so. No, to not, 10 sec- not 10 seconds. It's not 10 seconds. It's a, it's a millisecond to a second. It never takes a long mm. Now, if okay. you get the prompt, if you get the prompt, it, you know, you get the prompt. If, check you, it, you, if you get the prompt, prompt if you get the prompt and you have to answer seconds. it. it it, it, it can take that. Um, I've, my experience has been uh, on most websites is it's about three, three to five seconds to open up, um, which is not uh, for, for what you're getting. You know, w- one of the things that we used uh, in the ATP side was, um, you know, when you get home, you lock the door. And when you have to leave, you have to unlock that door. And that's that extra layer security. I think it's a good trade off. Right. Um, it, and, you know, Internet speed can vary as well. So I work Doesn't from home a lot. Difference? I work from it home a lot. I'm on Wi-Fi. Computer, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Computer there, man. Maybe I need to talk to somebody about that. Yeah, I've got a boss so you can talk to about that. But um but yeah, it, it it's not instant. Um like like it normally is. It it there is a, a slight delay on there. Well. But well worth it. Yep, absolutely well worth it. Um then the other thing is impersonation attacks. Um this is really, really an important piece. This is the, the most common way uh that's that's being used right now. There's a lot of social engineering taking place, um and uh, impersonation and phishing attacks. Um this is really the the you know one of the big selling points to me. They do a superb job uh on this on this aspect of their filtering. Um we can, you know, you can configure your own, right? That's the first thing is is it is it is it on one of the configured block lists, right? Um, you can uh, configure your uh, DNS uh, records and, and your DMARCs and all that stuff, right? All that, it, It's going to check all of that, right? Um, it's going to do reputation check. So uh, every mail server now has a reputation, um, depending on, uh, you know, the, the amount of mail that goes out, the amount of it that's considered spam and so on and so forth. So, um, and that changes as, you know, that goes up and down. Uh, throughout throughout the month, throughout the year, uh, for different depend it it all depends on your utilization, how you're using your mail, um, how you're sending to users, um, folks that send a lot of marketing uh, uh, through, through 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 third parties and such, and if they don't have things configured correctly, they can easily ha- get gray listed and get into a a, a bad reputation on it. But it's so um, the impersonation attacks is using that as well. Um, just the regular spam um, filtering. Um, it's doing the regular content checks, right? Um, but the impersonation is like, um, how do I know that that email that came from our CEO is actually the CEO, right? Um, and uh, that's really what's what we need to make sure of. Um, and nothing is foolproof. Um, you know, there are things that are going to get through. Um, but it, this this tool does a really, really good job at, um, you know, so we talk about domain names. Um, and sometimes uh, certain characters put together uh, can look like another letter. Um, and, and they use... Capital I's uh, look like L's. Correct. Yep. And so, um, you know... That type of thing is one of the cool features I like. It's it's one of the small features, but it, I think it's important. Um, even when you're talking about different alphabets, right? There's some letters in the Russian alphabet that look like letters in the English uh, in in the uh, in the Latin alphabet in the English alphabet, and so um, we uh, and and they can trick a user. Right, and to going into a false site or going to a, a false link, uh, or coming from a false email, right? And so, um, this tool checks all of that. I mean, it is pretty sophisticated on what it does, and I could we could talk about it, but we don't have you know hours to talk about it. So, um, it does a really really good job at at the impersonation attack side at multiple and, and it's levels. Looking, it's looking it's looking at the important people too. I mean there's there's yes. algorithms there to detect who are the important people, the important people in your organization, a CEO mm-hmm. versus a bookkeeper, you mm-hmm. know? Um and it's also looking at that content too. Is the is that person does that person send invoices or payment requests to that person? So the algorithms look at look at the content also for impersonation. Yep, it's looking for content as well. Yep. So, but yeah, so those, I mean, those are some of the, the protections that it has uh, on the uh, perimeter side. Bef- then, and all of that happens, you know, the attachment, the URL, the, the impersonation, all that happens before uh, the email gets to um, 
to the end user before it even gets to the mail server, to be honest, because that's why it's the perimeter, right? So it never even hits your mail server before it goes through all those filters and all those tests. And and that could be an on-premise mail server and can be Microsoft 365 or even Gmail for that matter. Yep. Correct. So. Yep. Um, inside your organization, those filters are all uh, still in place. All right. So all the email protections that you have in place from an external pr uh, perspective is also happening on the inside. You're not losing any of those protections, even though the, the product sits on the outside. Um, you're not losing any of those protections on the inside. All of those protections are in place to, to protect the user from impersonation, from malicious emails and from, uh, you know. Vinny, I want to I want to make this I want to give an uh, so a lot of people don't understand that that inside right Dave yep. can you kind of tell us how Mimecast works if I send in my organization in our organization if I send Vinny an email how does that email flow and how does it work with Mimecast before Vinny gets it so that actually you, you have to configure things a certain way to get that protection in place it's mm -hmm. not by default um, you can. I don't want to get hyper technical, but there are yeah, that you put in place on the Office 365 side where you can say, hey, route internal stuff through Mimecast or not. Mm -hmm. Right. So right. if you don't have that configured, then this protection within your organization would not be present. So you got to make sure that you that you set that up. Yeah. So, so, but so Dave, what you're saying is goes from my, my outlook to Microsoft 365 to Mimecast, checked, sent back if safe to uh, Microsoft 365 to Vinny's Outlook. Correct. Yeah. 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 You, I, I'm, I'm going to just say, it, you want to have this protection oh, yeah. on the inside as well as the outside. Yep. I mean, a machine can get infected outside of the email system and then, you know, potentially and email send emails and, and you want to make sure that you have that protection. So even though it is an extra step, it is part of the onboarding process within uh, within uh, the Mimecast system when you onboard. It's optional, but to me, it's not optional. Um, it's something we definitely need to always have in place for folks. Otherwise, you're you know you're leaving yourself somewhat exposed. You're taking you're away like one of the layers job. of protection. I mean, there's so many emails that go from person to person in an organization. You know, I, and, and I think it's important to mention also with work from home. It doesn't matter if you're sitting at your office working. It doesn't matter if you're if you have a laptop working at home on your with your Outlook, okay, or working on your web or on your phone. That mm. protection with Mimecast is in place everywhere you're using your email, home, work, mobile, you know, kids basketball games, so on and so yep. forth, right? Yep. 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 Um, the other thing is, um, yeah. So you, know, you mentioned that. You mentioned that. Go ahead. And if you're going to talk about this, Vinny, I'm going to just defer to you what you're about to say. But Jim, you mentioned like the work from anywhere, et cetera, et cetera, the mobile app. Vinny, are you planning on touching on some of the mobile application? I am not. Um, you know, we, that that is a functionality. You know, it was going to be a mention only because we don't have time to get into it and to get into your Mimecast stuff from your mobile phone app. Yes. Yeah, I use the mobile phone app, Mimecast mobile phone app daily. I happen to be the guy that kind of reviews all the all the all the, the stuff that doesn't make it to the end users. Okay. I, I do that. I like to make sure that I'm not missing anything and I'm making sure that the end users or other other people in the organization aren't missing it. So I could look at all of the stuff that's been trapped and caught 
you know, and, and occasionally there's some stuff there. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. once a day or something like that, I'm like, okay, send that, go ahead and send that to Dave. I know who that is, mm-hmm. you know? So, and that app also, Vinny, it, you know, when you get to talking about the redundancy, make sure you mention that app. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> okay. Sorry. We haven't, we haven't gotten to the redundancy part yet, but, um, right now we're talking about the protections. Um, and so, uh, one of the other areas that, uh, is covered is outbound emails. So emails that you send to your business contacts, to your customers, uh, vendors, whatever it is, all of those protections are also in place. All those protections that we talked about are also in place, uh, for any email that you send out, right. Um, you want to make sure that, uh, um, your reputation stays up. You want to make sure that not only your business reputation, your email reputation, lots of other things. You you need to have control of what leaves your mail server. Um, and 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 so this uh, outbound protection piece uh, makes sure that every email that leaves your organization follows uh, the rules as well. And this is and this is not on by default, right? This is something you have to you have to configure, right, guys? It's part of the onboarding process as well. It, it is optional, um, but again, this is something that everyone should have um, so, turned on. So, if my computer gets infected and something's scrolling through all my Outlook emails and sending you know mass emails to all of my contacts with an attachment, it's mm-hmm. going to stop it before it goes too far. Well. And it, it's potentially that uh, this will catch it as well, but Microsoft yeah. will probably catch you before that because they, <laughs> if you send too many emails at, at, uh, within a certain time period, Microsoft will automatically, will automatically. But there's a number of protections for it. But, but yes, this system would detect that um, uh, as a problem. Any yeah. caveats on that, Dave? Uh, just my standard. Nothing's a hundred percent. Nothing's a hundred percent. We've got to get that out there. That is true. That is true. So uh, some of the other functionality, uh, like Jim was talking about, um, is, um, you know, uh, so outside of your organization, how do you protect your emails? How does this tool help you outside of your organization? Um, Beyond the perimeter, um, these are some of the options that they have uh, in regards to uh, outside of the organization and and the different things that Mimecast does uh, from an email perspective to to help uh, protect you um, there. But, you know, one of the things that's not on this slide that, that Jim wanted me to touch on was the redundancy piece. Um, because the uh, because your email will be configured to go through Mimecast first, if the Microsoft 365 system goes down, and we touched on this earlier, if the Microsoft 365 system goes down or is compromised um, and, and it's not usable, uh, your email will continue to flow through Mimecast. And you can send and receive emails um, through the Mimecast app, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, and that kind of functionality has to be enabled. Um, that's not on by default. Um, but but it is an option, and, and it's a great option. We've had customers work this way for a week um, because of uh, compromised users, systems. Right, um, and so – and so, yeah, and so uh, it it works. It it does a really good job. It still protects you. It still goes through all the same functionality, um, but it gives you that redundant that extra layer of redundancy. Uh, Mimecast can also be used for recovery. Um, so before you hop off a of recovery, hold on a second. I want to add the the plugin for Mimecast that is that's on Outlook gives you the same Outlook interface to mm-hmm. to fail over. 
And so if you fail over, it's a matter of just sending an email in your Outlook, almost the same as normal, almost the same as normal. Plus on your mobile app, you don't use the Outlook app on your mobile. You use the Mimecast app on your mobile device. Mm-hmm. But when, when you get to that point where you're ready to fail back over, Vinny, I think the great thing about it is all that email comes back into those inboxes and and in all those, you know, all that all those outboxes and sent items and so on and so forth. Correct. So, but it's within Outlook. You're not yep. going to another app for it. It's yeah, there's a there's a so there's a Mimecast plugin for Outlook. Um, there's a Mimecast app for your phone, um, or you can use the portal. There are multiple ways to do it, and you can configure your users to be able to access any or none of those. Um, and so, and it can you can pick and choose. Uh, it, it, there's a lot of granular uh, um, access that you can give on that as well. Um, but yeah, so uh, the redundancy piece allows you to work. Um, it's not 100% normal, but it is it is pretty close and it is pretty good. It works it's a whole really lot well. better than not having it. Oh, yes, <laughs> that was like, dang, dude. that's you know? right. That's right. It is better than ha- having anything at all. And, and, uh, and let's face it: when a business is hit and they are brought down and, and to their knees because of a hacker, the, the almost the first thing they always want: email. Give me email. Yep. Give me email. Give me email. Yep. And yep. this makes that a lot better than not having it. There's uh, uh, and and let me just throw in. I know because Vinny, I know you were focusing on mostly the security and protection aspect of things, but I do mm-hmm. want to throw in two more features. Yeah, one is large file send, but the other one that I find even more important, I don't recall you talking about it, but the secure messaging. Yeah, we did. We mentioned both of yeah, those yeah, yeah. um so yelling at my kids or something when you did that part yeah so there is yeah so you know even for obvious reasons have, have limitations on the size of a file that you can send uh via email um and the mimecast has a tool um that helps in in that uh you don't you log into a website to send a file right and well, it's secured um and and uh and it's secured and it's uh and it's controlled as well um well, that it, can be done directly from outlook you don't have to log into a site to do it right yeah you can yeah. do it from outlook the the customer would, would yeah they would uh, yeah they would they would they would get it it essentially become it, they're downloading it from secure portals what they're downloading right. it from but you, you know, can use the secure yep. portal even without document delivery. So, yep. like, you know, extremely sensitive information, uh, you can set up Mimecast. You, you, your users can specifically call something out to send via secure message. But you can also set up policies that basically say, hey, if an email goes out that has a social security number in it, for example, yep. um, it's going to take that email that you attempted to send out. It's going to convert it into a secure message and send yep. a link to the user. And then Correct. tell the so, user that sent to go into the email. So, I mean, so there's so many different. It's it's like a Swiss Army knife of tools that you can create whatever security you know setup you want. And it'll yeah, tell they're... the user, by the way, hey, you tried to send a message that had something that broke a policy. We converted it to secure message and sent it for you, and it'll give you that message back. I've like, got I've got yeah. one client that uh, they rather than getting a dedicated uh, metadata redaction tool. Um, we're using Mimecast to automatically strip all metadata 
from all document attachments unless they include the word red line in the subject line, in which mm -hmm. case Comcast will bypass that rule and leave all the metadata in there. Yeah, so, right. yeah. so many, you can do so much stuff with this. It's unbelievable. There are we and and we can talk a lot about it. Some of that functionality definitely you can protect against personal identifiable inf uh, information, mm -hmm. like you said. You know, social security numbers, credit card numbers, um, whatever it is. Um, if it yeah. if it has that, you know, it will inquire. It will require encryption, and and you can set it up to to stop the the email before it's sent, or you can set it up to automatically encrypt the email um, for for them. So there's a lot of different uh, things that it can do, and. and Again, you're you're protecting your inbound mail, but you're also protecting your outbound yeah. mail. Yeah. Um, and so, your reputation just across the board to make sure customers, you know, I mean, it, hey, it, it it talks about competitiveness again, you know. Oh, yeah. you know, I, I I get emails, and we do this all the time, guys, and 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 we've dealt with a number of accountants in the past, and and they'll just send willy nilly, oh, here's your tax return. Really, you know what I mean? Let me tell you something. When I see that. I question that 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 person's professionalism and security and so on and so forth. And I consider, should I be still using that party, you know, or should mm -hmm. I move on to somebody else? That's competitiveness. You basically shot yourself in the foot with me when you've done that, you know, and anybody security savvy, you know, that that is a customer of yours and you're a vendor. You got to consider the possibility they're looking at that, too. Yeah, so it's competitiveness. So if you want to share uh, some Mimecast stuff. Yeah, and we're running out of time, but um, just wanted to show some of the quick, some of the quick high-level stuff um, that uh, you know. You you have your your quick dashboard that you can look at um, to see what's happening inside of your organization. Like Jim message, like Jim mentioned, he reviews the held messages um, that are coming in uh, to what's legitimate um what what needs to be released and my computer's oh it goes um it tells you the reasons on why things are being held um you know some a, a lot of again a lot of per impersonation protection here um, going on um and so it you know this quick dashboard i'm not going to get into the details as far as what's being held um and what, what's been released but you can look at the you know the, the actual emails that are being held um what's been released all of this is fully auditable um uh, yeah because I, uh, I was actually just going to ask that if somebody goes in you can actually view all the content of the held messages within the administrative yeah. portal right yep um, the Mimecast side also, you know, one of the functionalities we did not get into uh, is that, uh, you know, when you have something like a legal hold or uh, some type of uh, disc uh, discovery process, uh, the Mimecast tool is something that can be used for that as well. Um, so um, everything's logged, everything's held. Um, you know, once it gets into Mimecast, it's there. Um, users users cannot delete it. I mean, it is it is a really good security tool. Uh, it goes be a, 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 an extra step beyond just spam filtering and 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 uh, end user protection. There's a lot of functionality within the within the Mimecast tool that we we can't even get, begin to get into in in the short time that we have. Um, but we can you know potentially talk about it in another show. Yeah, there's a there's a little aside here as well that. Um from our perspective uh looking at it from like the splice net side for just a minute mm -hmm. is mimecast 
delivers a lot of value to managed service providers as well. So it gives the people that are responsible for helping you, you know, maybe you're a shop that doesn't have an internal person managing Mimecast. It gives companies like ours the ability to to really do a lot to easily manage and tweak for our customers. Mm -hmm. So it, it means that as your needs change, you know, the company that you're working with um, has a lot of functionality and can make the changes really quick for you. So I just, yep. I really like that managed services provider interface that it provides for us. Yep. yep. Um, just some of the uh, configurations uh, pieces that you can do uh, within the tool itself. Um, uh, again, um, here uh, we have, uh, you know, who are managed, uh, who the senders are setting policies. Um, here are, uh, the, this is the message center where we can, uh, again, a lot of details um, as far as what's going on within the organization itself. Um, I was going to show this guy here, the archive piece. This is where um, if you have a litigation holder, if you're doing a discovery case, uh, if you need to retain, um, you know, this is where you would go to manage that, view the logs for that. Um, yeah. case and there's, there's a mailbox on hold this is where you would go um, to get that information as well um there's the monitoring piece uh you know the attachments like the, the, the prevention part where we're looking at the dlp data that people are sending out you know who tried yeah. to send mm -hmm. what you know yep. is a big one yep so email again outbound protection as, as well as inbound protection uh is managed here um some uh, some reporting policies these are all policy areas is what you're yeah well some of its policies and some of its, some of its are views to to actually see what's going on right so i'm i'm just giving a quick snapshot because i can't go through every single one of these tabs mm -hmm. um the reporting piece again um you may need to do executive reports you may need to do it reports you, uh, you may need to do Great reports report. because that's what that's what you're required by your standard right I, that has, yeah. they have some they have some I, great work with, I work with several customers and we do monthly reviews of all their security stuff and their mimecast reports are a key piece of going through and saying hey you know here's what we've blocked here's what got through helps you identify maybe hey here's some of your clickers that we might want to you know have a re-education with yeah, um, yeah I, I'll, I'll from an hr perspective you know, or from a process perspective, mm -hmm. we know that our help desk, the, the people on our help desk, we don't like them to be emailed directly. Okay. Mm -hmm. We want them to email our help desk email address. Right. And so if I see a, a number of emails going in or outbound to those, to their individual email addresses, you know, we're, we're, we have to question, okay, is, is somebody going outside of process? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's a really cool report uh, in, in, in the Mindcast report that shows all your uh, most yeah. frequent pairings. Who's sending who's in the who's most sending who and who's receiving from who on right, a most exactly. frequent basis. I love that one. And, and here's the thing also from a, from an HR perspective, um, you know, who's actually sending emails and receiving emails of resumes or job at, you know what I mean? Yep. There's so many different variables like that. If, if somebody's getting ready to leave your organization and they they normally send out 400 emails a week, you know, and they're all of a sudden sending out 800 emails a week, what's going on there, right? Is it a hacker or is somebody doing something they shouldn't be doing, you know? Um, lots of reports, automated reports. Yep. 
Um, some of the other things, uh, you know, if you want to control what your emails look like on the way out, um, you can do your uh, signatures here, your stationaries, your branding, everything that you want uh, from within uh, the uh, the portal as well. Yeah. Um, the, I like this for the IRS circular. Um, what's it called, Dave? Um, the good old circular 230? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so if you got a stationary, not a signature, but cool. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The disclaimers. yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. Um, and then again, uh, some of the web security stuff. You know, one thing we didn't touch on that M uh, Mimecast also offers as an add-on is uh, security training, uh, similar to like the No Before tool that we that we talked about uh, some time ago. Um, you know, the security training uh, that Mimecast offers and the phishing tests that it can do, uh, those are add-on options that they offer now um, that, uh, again, one tool uh, one single pane of glass to to manage all your web and email security. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, uh, Vinny, of all the things we talked about today, and Dave, maybe you can you can uh, touch on this too, real quick. Um, I'd say probably seventy five percent of the things we talked about is in their base product. Am I am I mistaken there? Well, my <laughs> I'm cast yeah, has. I would with regards to the protection, mm -hmm. 75%. Yeah. A lot of these other features, um, in particular, failover, secure messaging, large file send, a lot of these added functionalities, those are add-ons. Right. The protection yeah. piece is, they, you know. Yeah, and, and they do have some great bundles um, that, that puts all this stuff together, right? And so they have and they do have different tiers. You can get this or you can get things as add-ons. So you can have this tier and I want this actual function as well. Add-ons right? off their so it's it's very, very flexible in the way you purchase your licensing through Mimecast. The majority of the majority of their add-ons are a buck per person. Yeah. I mean, and I mean the thing is is that this is not some exorbitantly expensive um tool set i mean you know we talked about atp earlier is this more is this more expensive than AT, atp yes. yes yes it is a little bit but but you're getting a different product you're really you know you're getting a lot more than just the atp stuff okay and i can say and, and you guys you're getting a cadillac I, I don't know that. if there's any anti-cadillac friends aren't gonna like that a whole lot but i've heard <laughs> i have had one one customer in five years say, yes. I, I don't know. I don't think I want to continue with this. It's too and much. On to something else. That's, yeah. that's one out of all the people that we put onto it. Everyone else has said for, for the money, it's, it's absolutely worth every penny. Yeah. Yeah. In comparison, um, it, it's probably a couple bucks more per month mm -hmm. for the, for a nice bundle product, right. Yep. Uh, than ATP. But you're getting a different product. Um, ATP is great. It does a good job. It's ATP does not a great customizable. Job. What's that, Dave? ATP does a great I it's just brought out a new ATP deployment yesterday. I deploy ATP yeah. all over the place. It's a great product. But, but it doesn't, do, it doesn't go things. as far as Mimecast does. And, right. and here's the thing I like about it. Um, I like the separation. You know what I mean? I like mm -hmm. the segregation between email security and email platform. Right? Um, you know, I'm not saying I'm it's our absolute good thing in a bad way, but, you know, you've got another set of eyes, you know, a whole other system yeah. laid on top of it. it you it. know, so you get the benefit of, you know, what Microsoft has in place, which is substantial. Mm -hmm. But now you're adding an entirely other layer of security, independently substantial on top of it. 
You got and it. Yeah. what we say over and over and over again is the more layers you can put in between yourself and the threat actor, yeah. the more likely, or I, let me rephrase that, the less likely you will be subject to a data breach event. You got it. You got it. Well, guys, uh, let's close this up here, if you don't mind. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pop up on the screen. This is a no, we obviously we're no law firm left behind. We have a LinkedIn group called No Law Firm Left Behind too, where we dump all this information. A lot of great content we push into this. The live stream is obviously shared into there, and we share other important information. And ask a lot of questions uh, of our of of the community and, and answer a lot of questions for the community. So uh, please go join our No Law Firm Left Behind group on LinkedIn. And there's the great big ugly link. That uh, that LinkedIn is not kind enough to share. Uh, sorry, I wish I could make it better. However, this week I'm adding a nice, cool feature. Um, there's our QR code, actually. So uh, it, it there it is. There it is. There it is. Wait, there it is. <laughs> anyway, just moving it over a little bit. Um, no, no it, it's, uh, use your phone and take a oh. you, you put your camera on the QR code. And it goes to our link tree, and on our link tree, you will find uh, a bunch of links, about, you know, to our pod because we turn most of our live streams into podcasts. You will find a link to the No Law Firm Left Behind group on LinkedIn, a link to our YouTube channel, and uh, and ways to ask us questions as well. So, um, by all means, grab that if you can. And um, yeah, anything else, guys? No, I think it went great, Vinny. Thank you so much. I think you did a great job mm -hmm. covering it. Thanks. I wish I could have gotten to more. Um, I had limited uh, time, so I, I kind of focused on one of Mimecast. Um, and you guys asked some great questions. I think there's a lot more to talk about. Um, and we and we can just and, and we just touched on on just some of the other functionality that's out there. So that's great. Yeah, great job, guys. Well, listen again. Take care. Next week we are talking about uh, marketing. Is that right? Doing some marketing talk. Uh, law firm marketing, I think is next week. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's you, Jim. Next week. So we're talking about no right. law, uh, marketing for law firms next week. I think guys, we're going to dig into Google My Business. Actually, I'm really excited about this topic uh, because it's really Google's going very local. So next Tuesday, 1030 Eastern time, join us again on no law firm left behind. We're going to talk about uh, Google My Business for law firms. Guys, thanks a lot. Great, Great job, Benny. Thank you. Have a good day.